From one islander to another, Isle of Wight Radio proudly presents John Hannam Meets. Well, in the last 44 years, I've interviewed many, many, many people, and I love real actors, and delighted with me is what I call a real actor, (laughs) Matthew Cotter, nice to see you. Thank you very much, John, yes. We're at Chichester because you're in the deep blue sea until July 27. That's right, yeah, we've been rehearsing for uh, four weeks, and we have our first preview this Friday, that's the 21st of June, and then we go until uh, the 27th of July, so it's a six-week run. It's really strange because I saw you here in February yes. in a play called Rough Crossing and yes. now you're here in Deep Blue Sea. There seems to be a theme there, but there, there isn't well, really, is there? It, well, no, it, it's funny because I, I first worked here back in 1994 uh, in a play called The School Mistress, a Panero play with um, Patricia Routledge and uh, the, the late, great Michael Dennison and Dulcie Gray. And I had a great time. But then I didn't come back until uh, 2018. <laughs> um, so that's kind of what 20, 24 years and wow. um, last year I was here doing the chalk garden yes um, with um, Penelope Keith and um, Oliver Ford Davis Amanda Reed. I mean we had a great time um, and uh, yeah then here I am again it's sort of after after rough crossing it's, it's funny how you sort of you create know, goes like that you kind of like you don't do anything for years and then suddenly it all comes at once and it's uh, you can never really plan ahead you know um, <laughs> But it's a lovely place to be. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. real theatre. Yeah, isn't and it? it's a lovely, lovely place to be for the summer. You know? Yes. Yeah. People know you for Game On, Citizen Kane, The Windsors, Unforgotten, and you were born in Henley on Thames, weren't you? I was. Yes. Um, yeah. I was trying to work out if I'd ever been there to interview anyone. I went to see Howard Jones there at his house because he lives near Henley. He was a big singer in the 80s. I remember Howard Jones, yeah. yeah. And Rodney Bewes I met there. Okay. Ro- the late Rodney Bewes, isn't it now? Yes, yeah. I think it is, yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I never, well, I never really lived in Henley, though. I was born in Henley, but I kind of, I don't live far. I live in Maidenhead, so it's about five or six miles away. So I've always kind of been in that area. Uh, yeah. I know you went to RADA, Matthew. Was yeah. that sort of an ambition? Did you want to be an actor from early uh, on, really? Yeah, I, I, I left school and I worked for Maidenhead Council. Uh, actually doing surveying but it, that was literally just biding my time until I was kind of 19 I didn't go to university uh, you know I, I did amateur dramatics and really loved it and uh, I thought well I'll, I'll try and get into some drama schools here so I paid for a three or four and then I wasn't going to pay for RADA because I thought well you know that's the, that's the one that no one gets in um, so my parents said oh look we'll pay for that one and that, and that was the only one I got in ironically so um yeah, and I was there for three years with some great actors, um, Mark Benton, James Dreyfus, Sophie Ocanedo, Marianne Jean-Baptiste. I'm really great and had a lovely three years. And uh, I, that, I left in 1990, so I've been doing it for, what, 29 years now. And, you know, touch wood, it's, you know, I've, I've sort of pretty much constantly worked, um, you know. So I've been very, very lucky, I think, because there's a lot of very good actors out there who who. You have long gaps and what have you. But I think the TV sort of happened quite early on, so you sort of get known for... That's right. Your face gets known a little bit, and that does help. Because you, know? you came through amateur theatre, which I think is always good, that yeah. that people can go from amateur into professional successfully, really. Well, yeah, and I think that's where I sort of first sort of loved it. Actually, I yeah. loved doing it, because I'm not an actually sort of confident person. I'm quite shy, and I, it sort of... I, but I suddenly felt quite calm and, and settled on stage. And you think, oh, actually, I quite like this, you know. <laughs> I like this feeling. I like this feeling of sort of having somebody else's words. 
you know, not having to think of my own. <laughs> exactly. You've had a well-balanced career because you've done so many stage plays, haven't you? I, mean, I, have, I got yeah. to 60 and I gave up. I thought oh, wow, there's many really, more, but you've done, I, you've done a lot. Yeah, I have. I, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've done a lot of... Uh, a lot of comedy, probably, is, is, you know, I've done a lot of Alan Aitborn's plays. I've been lucky enough to work with him several times. I love his stuff because it's very funny but sort of very painful at the same time. And people recognise themselves in the characters often. Um, so I do a lot of that. But I've also done, you know, TV sitcoms and uh, and things. I've worked at the National a few times. And, uh, yeah, no, I've been, been very lucky. Because <laughs> theatre is still so important, really, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I love theatre. I love going to theatre and... Uh, you know, I went to see all my sons um, a couple of weeks ago at the Old Vic and I was completely blown away by it. I saw plenty here in the week, loved that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, it's great. There's it's, it's something really special. There's a kind of a buzz before a play starts and it's a collective thing. You're there to see that performance and anything could happen on that night. And uh, I, I think you can't beat it, actually. This is why I love sort of stage musicals as against movie musicals. Right. When you see a stage musical, they dance. <laughs> yes. They've only got one. But when you see a movie, they could have done it 30 times. Well, yeah, they? yeah. So. And, I, and I'm sure things are slightly different every night, you know. Yes. So did you intend to have a career that was sort of very varied career, like stage and, and movies and TV? Or? Well, I, I think... Most actors would say there's no plan, really. You kind of go with the with the next job and the next audition. And there's no uh, TV training at drama school. So um, when I was first put in front of a camera, I kind of was kind of learning on the job, really. So you, you don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know what I'm doing after this. Uh, this finishes at the end of July. Um, I do do a, a comedy called The Windsors. It's a very silly comedy about the royal family playing... Prince Edward and uh, yes. that's going to go for a third series so I'm hoping that they might get me in for a few episodes the problem is Prince Edward doesn't really feature you don't really hear much about him <laughs> so um, they always have to find a reason to get me in there somehow <laughs> I'm hoping he's going to do something outrageous in real life and then they'll write it um, but that, that is great fun to do Harry Enfield playing Prince Charles and um, you know it's very very silly um, but so you know I, I did long tour before this and this is a couple of months so to go and do a bit of telly after this would be ideal it would be a nice year then sort of a bit of everything you've sort of done the other half loves yeah. run for your wife Peter Pan Macbeth rattle of a simple man you've done such a variety haven't you yeah yeah, well, yeah. How the other half loves was a great job because we did three months at the Haymarket and then it was a, a big success so we then transferred to the Duke of York's for another three months um, we had a fantastic time it's such a great play that I mean it's one of Vaporn's earliest hits um, but it, it, it works brilliantly and there's a famous scene in it where one of the couples are in two dinner parties at the same time and they can, they can do this by being on sw- swivel chairs. So you're, you're in one, one you know, house having a meal and then suddenly it cuts and you've swiveled your chair and you're in the other <laughs> house and there's like a two, two tables and uh, it's hell to uh, rehearse. It's okay. so difficult to rehearse and you actually sort of reduce the tears. You go, I'm never going to get this in my hair because I have to pick up that spoon and eat that on this table <laughs> and it's so fast. But um, once you get it, oh, it's, it's just a joy, it's a joy. It's a bit like Noises Off, I imagine. Exactly like Noises Off, another play yeah. I've done. Oh, and yeah. a yes, and I, which I also love. <laughs> Hell to rehearse. Yes. The best fun to play. Put that light out! I'm trying to relax and listen to John Hannum. TV-wise, 1991, you did Taking the Floor. Was mm. that your first or one of yes, the early that, ones, wasn't it? That was my first job. Um, nobody can remember it, fortunately, because it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't great. But it was, <laughs> I'd done ballroom dancing when I was about uh, 
12 to 15 with my sister and they were looking for an unknown actor who could ballroom dance and there weren't many around no i'm sure so i had i sort of had the field to myself <laughs> but uh yeah that was that was a six-part comedy series and uh, we used to film it live in front of a studio audience and every every episode would have a kind of fantasy dance sequence so it sort of got my face on tv but it, as i say it wasn't it wasn't great <laughs> i want to talk about some of your tvs karaoke i quite like that one yeah oh the dennis potter yes, yeah well, so i love dennis potter yeah yeah i don't know it, it was i think it was the last thing he wrote he wrote it as a double bill with something called cold lazarus that's it um, yeah, yeah yeah i mean i was only on it very very briefly to be honest with you um i think i played a doctor in it but uh, yeah, his his writing is just brilliant. And there it? was some great music in those two shows, old yeah, records. He, he so I've got the CD of the oh of the really? Tracks. Yeah, he had a great use of music, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Now then, game on. Game on, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Three Battersea flatmates. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was now. That was the thing. Probably I did that sort of from ninety mid nineties to sort of late nineties. And that's the thing uh, that people still know me best for, actually. <laughs> it was quite sort of cultish at the time. Martin uh, was a wimp. Martin it? was a wimp, a bit of a loser. And then you had a sort of sex-mad girl that they lived with <laughs> who wouldn't sort of put, you know, put out to the two guys. The other guy was an agoraphobic. Uh, it was Samantha Janice and Ben Chaplin, and then Neil Stook took over the second and third series. But that's the thing that I, I still get people shout lines at me in, in the street, even though it was 20 years ago. It's funny, it seemed to have an impact. Because <laughs> Martin was a virgin at the start of the show, yes. but it changed. He I did, he, yeah. met, he met the lovely Irish nurse Claire, yes, and they, they got together. And your hair's slightly different colour today, Matthew. <laughs> well, yes, yes, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, oh, it was I'm, sort of... I'm, I'm 52 now, so yeah. it's, it's still sort of, you can tell it was ginger, but it's, it's, it's going a bit yeah <laughs> some said you had sort of tangerine hair almost they did yes, yeah. <laughs> yes they did yes i got all sorts of insults ginger what's it they called me in that, yeah. <laughs> and if i remember you're always making cups of tea always right? making cups of tea that's one of the things people shout make the tea martin <laughs> oh do they yeah <laughs> fried that was a bit different wasn't it fried fried yeah. was great fun that was um yeah we filmed that up in glasgow uh for, for seven weeks and that um it was from BBC Three, and again, uh, sort of a lot of people didn't see it, um, but apparently it did quite quite well in the ratings. But uh, we, yeah, we we sort of took over this shop, and uh, it was a fantastically hilarious. Katie Wicks, who was also uh, Fergie in um, The Windsors, really nice cast, funny script, but it it didn't get recommissioned, so kind of you know out of my hands really, but good fun to do. I love Unforgotten. Because you were yeah, in, you played was, uh, yeah. Liam Goff in that, didn't yes, you? Yes, that's right, yeah. And that, that's superb series, yeah, that, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I love it. It's great to be in things, actually, because when you're on these jobs, you don't know how they're going to turn out. And it's great when you can sit and watch them and almost forget you're in them and just enjoy them as a fan. Because you were in the first one, weren't yes, you? Yes, I was, yeah. yeah I, did, I was in two or three episodes, just, just very briefly. as the um, I was the chief whip, and I had my scenes with Trevor Eve, who uh, wasn't very pleasant character i seem to remember i think he did it actually didn't he? I think I thought, yes he, yeah. yeah he was one of the ones he did yeah i'm trying to think back now and of course nicola walker is superb brilliant and, i didn't get to work with her and sanjean is it baskar yes, yeah yeah i met them at the read-through but i didn't uh, didn't have my scenes with her unfortunately but yeah no it's great when you get to work with people of that caliber um you know i i, I didn't the deep blue sea at the moment um you're working with sort of actors who are just so good uh, people like Nancy Carroll and Gerald Kidd and Hadley Fraser, that it sort of does half your job because they're so brilliant and truthful and uh, when they look you in the eye, they are that character and it, it sort of, it, well, I think it raises everyone's game, you know. Uh, it's joyous to, to work with them. 
Citizen Khan you did as well. Citizen Khan, yep, I did a few series of that. That was yeah. a sort of a, almost like a breakthrough series, wasn't it, for that type of humour to yes, some extent? Yeah, well, it, the Kumars um, was, a, was a big uh, hit, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, but I, I, after that, it's, you struggle to think of a, of a sort of Asian comedy over here. Um, but Adil kind of uh, co-wrote it and played the lead in it. And uh, we had such a lovely time. We did four, I wasn't in the first series. Chris Marshall was in the That's first it, series. That's it, yeah. And then he left. Uh, so I did like four after that. But we used to go out there and film it at Media City in Manchester. And we all, they, we all stayed in a sort of a block of flats together. Did you? And we became very much a, a little family. And, um, and again, we, we filmed it live. We rehearsed it all day. Uh, a week, and then we'd film it live on our Thursday night in front of a studio audience. And of course, by the second, third, fourth series, they knew the jokes, they knew the characters, yeah. and it became a real f- fun thing to do. You I know? bet. Yeah. You must have had fun off screen as well, then. Yeah, we did. We had a great time. Lovely, lovely company. You briefly mentioned the Windsors, and you obviously played Prince Edward. Yeah. I interviewed him on one occasion oh, did you? on a one to one, and he, was, he had a series on TV sort of involved with uh, a television company early on, wasn't he? That's right. And I interviewed him to do with that. It okay. was King and Country, I think it was called. Okay. And he was charming. Yeah, was he? Well, that's yeah. nice to know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, they sort of take elements of the royal family and take them to extremes. Yes. And I think the, the element with the Prince Edward, which I don't think they mean in a cruel way, is that sort of the things he's kind of tried to achieve in his career haven't always worked out terribly well. Right. So they sort of write... <laughs> and so they have me like being, you know, looking for work constantly, yes. like being a window cleaner or what have you, <laughs> and, and, and failing in every venture. Um, but of course, I'm sure Prince Edward is nothing like that. I'm sure he's a charming man. <laughs> <laughs> I was very flattered when his detective came in and said, "Oh, you two seem to be getting on. I'll leave you to it." Oh, so, well, that's which great, was quite isn't nice. It? Wasn't and you've invited over. <laughs> <laughs> and as we left, he went into a Daimler with the royal crest, and I think I had a, a Ford Diesel at the time. You oh, know, right. <laughs> two different worlds. <laughs> yeah, well, two worlds collide. <laughs> so you're going back into that, hopefully. Then, the yeah, there, well, there's a third series going ahead, definitely in the in the autumn. So um, fingers crossed. They they sort of. Uh, they kind of option you, but they don't tell you how many episodes that you might be in because the scripts are kind of being written, you know, at the moment. I mean, obviously, the first series, we didn't have Meghan Markle, and now she's obviously a, a huge story arc now because, you know, you hear so mm. much about her. So, um, yeah, different characters have kind of become bigger and other ones have slightly, re- you know, reduced, but uh, I'm hoping I'll be back in that. <laughs> John Hannam is on the air now. Hannam? Adam, doesn't matter. He's a lovely boy. More recently, Murder uh, on the Back Paul Express yeah. you did, didn't you? Yeah, that you? was great fun. I that, bet. Yeah, great fun. I mean, people like Eunice Dubbs and, you know, Johnny Vegas, uh, Nigel Havers. And we, you know, we spent pretty much three weeks on a coach together. <laughs> so we got to know each other quite well. Lots of anecdotes. And, uh, yeah, that was one of those jobs you sort of pinch yourself after and think, I probably would have done that for nothing. You know, it was such a laugh. I love Nigel Havers. Oh, he's so funny. I mean, the stories. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And you did Pure, of course, as well, didn't you? Yes, I did, yeah. I did a few days on that. Yeah, that was on last year. That was really good, I thought. I thought the, the lead actress was excellent. Um, yeah. Now, movie-wise, you had a bit of luck, really, because you went into Chaplin quite early on, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, what it was is... Um, Richard Attenborough, Sir Richard Attenborough, 
was the president of RADA, and we did something at the end of when we when we left called the Tree Evening, where we do two uh, speeches and try and get an agent. It was probably the most important evening of the whole three years, and I did a sort of physical comedy thing. Uh, unbeknown to me, he was casting Chaplin at the time, uh, looking for Stan, for Stan Laurel, um, and they just asked me to do it. I didn't have to an audition for it or anything. Wow. So I, I got that call from my agent saying, you know, would you fly out to Hollywood <laughs> next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a couple of days, you know, but it was uh, it was a dream. I got to work with Downey Jr. And um, it was a real, you know, unexpected, wonderful job. You must um, have thought this is a good business. Yeah, this is easy. <laughs> if only I'd known. <laughs> then you were directed by Stephen Fry too, weren't you? Yep, uh, bright, bright young, young thing. Yeah, that yeah. was. But again, you know, I'm, I'm not being modest here. I, I think I was on that for a day. Um, so I, yeah, good film though. Before we talk about why we're here today, you happy the way your career's gone? Really, very happy. Yeah, I, I just wanted to keep working, and that's kind of you know all you can ask really. Um, yeah, just 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 keep you know. Keep the wall from the door. Um, off the door. Yeah, no, I'm very happy. Thank you. Matthew, you are an Arsenal fan, I I'm understand. a big Arsenal fan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Any I'm comments you want to make? <laughs> I, you know, I'm so kind of unexcited about next season. Although I bought my season ticket, I must be mad. <laughs> um, I think I think they're going to go Project Youth this year because um, basically they've got no money and they can't compete with City and, and uh, Liverpool and Chelsea and teams like that. So uh, they're going to go and try and bring the youngsters through, which I think is the way to go, actually. I think so, yeah. That's how yeah. we sort of turned it around under George Graham years ago. Mm. And not that I expect us to come close to winning the league this year. I think it'd be nice to see him give some of the youngsters a chance and, and see what happens. But I, I, can't, you know, I can't see us finishing above sixth, really. Do you think, I certainly think, there's too many imports now into British football. Do you think so? Or? Um <clears throat> Yeah, oh, yeah. I don't know, really. I mean, it sort of happens all over Europe, and of course you get to see these wonderful players live. So, uh, I mean, I know Urs was a bit hit and miss, but, uh, you know, Bamiyang, and we've seen Bergkamp and Omri and Pires and Lundberg and all these players, which I've just, you know, loved watching. So I, I, I don't really have a problem with it, to be honest with you. Um, I was a great Charlie George fan. I yeah. thought he was right, Well, he? I did the Arsenal Stadium tour, and he, um, he showed us round. Did he? It shows you the kind of difference in the money you know they used to earn back in the 70s because he was saying that after a game he'd get the bus home yes <laughs> you know can you imagine that now <laughs> you know you're driving off in their big you know bentleys or whatever uh, and now he's having to work at the arsenal doing the stadium tour which i'm sure he enjoys but i mean you know he's not going to be a, like most players a multi-millionaires at 22 yeah you know, they don't have to do that Right, so Deep Blue Sea, the reason Deep you're Blue in sea. Chichester, yes. uh, Terence Rattigan play. Yes, it's yes. a sort of a classic play, really, isn't it? It's a brilliant play, and it's it's a play that I've uh, I was shamefully, completely unaware. I mean, I was aware, I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen a production of it, uh, and never read it. So um, when I was asked to audition for it, I, I read it and I thought, well, this is this is good. But it's only when you rehearse something for four weeks you realise just how good. Yeah, um, and there isn't a line that's wasted it's it's so rich and um it's a real actor's play i think we've got a brilliant director called paul foster who uh knows the play like the back of his hand and uh you know when he wants to offer an insight it's always absolutely bang on but most of the time he just lets the actors kind of he's cast. i think i think he's cast it well um and so he lets the actors kind of play around and find find the truth in it and it's all about finding the truth in a play like this because it's it's a very sad play, 
um, although there is humour in it. Uh, and we have the most fantastic uh, Hester, who's the lead part, uh, Nancy Carroll, who I was a huge fan of before I started this. I saw her in After the Dance at the National. Oh, yes. When I was rehearsing about the National, yeah. I went to see it in the evening, and I was completely bowled over by it and her. Um, although I haven't told her this, of course. Um, so it's a real uh, privilege to be on stage with her. I tell you what, in about five minutes' time, she's going to walk through the Are door you to tell her, talk right? to me. No, I shan't tell her, but she's going to come and talk to me, I think. How lucky. <laughs> yes. Matthew, you've had a terrific career, really, haven't you? Because you, you've done lots of telly and you, yeah. you, you've been a regular in stage plays, which is fantastic. Yeah. Burning ambition or not, really? No, generally, um, somebody asked me that the other day, and I kind of just just keep working, just keep doing good good plays, and uh, you know, to come back to the Chichester again and um, to work at the National again would be nice. You know, I don't know how long the Windsor is going to go. I'd probably like to find another sort of long runner, you know, uh, TV job, <laughs> but not. I mean, not not a particular soap, but it's, it's, yeah, a comedy maybe, uh, which I could sort of you know go on for a few series. That would be nice. But just just you know, the sort of career I had so far, I'd be happy if it continues. Just before you go, my daughter sends her best regards because I think you two have worked together. Yes, Caroline, yeah. yes, we worked together earlier this year. We did like a four-month tour of a stop our play called Rough Crossing, which came to Chichester for a week. Um, yeah, no, we had a good time. I think she's off doing another tour now, isn't she, for Bill Kenwright? Yes, yeah, she is, yeah. yes. She's soon doing The Exorcist. The Exorcist? Yes. I might try and get to see that. I've seen it when it was in London. It was fantastic. Oh, okay. I loved it. She said, Dad, you'll be scared, but I loved it. Oh, great. Well, there's nothing wrong with being scared. <laughs> no, that's it. Matthew, thanks for your time. No, and thank you. Day. Very nice to meet you. So is it back to rehearsals now? Or? Uh, well, we start our technical rehearsal today. So right. we get on stage for the first time, wear our costumes for the first time, you know, find our way to the dressing room, and it's all that. It's, all, it's, it's where it's, excitement begins. Oh, good. <laughs> Lots of luck with your future career. Thank you, John. And don't forget, the Deep Blue Sea runs until July the 27th. And my next podcast will feature another star from the Deep Blue Sea, Nancy Carroll. You've been listening to John Hannah Meeks, courtesy of Isle of Wight Radio. Don't forget to look at my website, johnhannam.com, for news of more interviews and how you might purchase my books. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye for now.